about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. pay off your mortgage he saw like houses coming from and straight into the hearts of people and then disappears meaning that the words were coming out with power and precision and that just confirmed what i wanted to do today the book of proverbs chapter 18 i'll use amplify for these two ones proverbs chapter 18 and 21 he says death and life are in the power of the tongue death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its food and bear the consequences of their words job 22 and 28 says you will also decide and decree a thing and it will be established for you. You, it's you, not me, but you will decide and decree a thing and it will be established for you and the light of God's favor will shine upon you. So as we take communion this morning, I want us to be able to declare that our tongue will continue to speak the promises of God because after a fast like this the devil kind of hits us and shows us that things are not working and the greatest way he uses to defeat us is by what we say so in the closet of doubt and uncertainty you will reclaim your confessions ah you will reclaim your confessions of your rising. You must be able to speak it. So we're going to take the bread. Let's take the bread this morning. And in the name of Jesus, as a priest over this church, I break bread right now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as I stand in front of these ones, I break bread because I want to break every yoke of the tongue this morning. Every negative word that has been spoken. Every negative word that can negate the power of prayer, our confessions, every reversal of tongue is broken right now in the name of Jesus. So I want you to start to pray and say that your tongue will not be used as a tool against you in the name of Come and start to pray before we break bread. Start to pray. Say, as I break bread, as I put this bread on my tongue, my tongue will become a tool of greatness upon your life, upon your wife, upon your home, upon your family. Start to pray in the name of Jesus that my tongue, I decree that as God will 
delete every pre-existing confessions, every word of my mouth that may bring infirmity, deformity, failure and poverty is broken. I'm leading you into prayer right now. Declare that everything in your life will start to live up to the confessions of this last uh, last 30 days in the name of jesus anything in your tongue that may have negated the great confessions that they are start to be wiped away i break it in the name of jesus say my mouth will open the windows of heaven on my behalf say my words will give me momentum in the name of jesus speak to your tongue ah bridle your tongue Uh, command your tongue your mouth will cause mountains to sprint away your words will be a premium tool of the supernatural come and start to say the prophetic confessions of june will produce torrential downpours of testimonies in my life in the name of jesus declare that today i enforce my prophetic confessions in the name of jesus now when you're ready i just want you to take the bread i want you to break it as a sign that you're breaking every negative confession over your mouth and then when you're ready just take it Your prophetic world will vouch for you this year. Your prophetic world will launch greatness in your life in the name of Jesus. So we lift up the cup as a sign of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus speaks against anything speaking against us. And so we're going to use the tools of, the, of our tongue right now. Bathe it in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse it from negativity. And while I'm praying, I feel there's a resistance in the atmosphere. And I break that resistance in the name of Jesus. You're not praying and you're not speaking about what you're going through. You're speaking about the promises of God. Mm. Many of you are fighting in the flesh. You finished a fast in the month of June and you still continue with the same attitude before you entered. I declare that that is broken in the name of Jesus. Our prophetic word will chauffeur our children into their destiny in the name of Jesus. Our prophetic word will chauffeur you into your right place in the name of Jesus. We are going to bathe our tongue with the blood of Jesus. Some of our tongues are foul. Even yesterday after you finished this fast. You still spoke negative. And God is listening as we speak. He says you will decree a thing. And it will be established. You will eat the fruits of your tongue. Of your mouth. And so before we negate all the work we have done. We are bringing it under the blood. And as I lift this over this household right now. We lift the blood over our tongue. We lift the blood over our mind. Lift it up a bit over your head. And as we lift it up, we declare that Jesus, the host of heaven, principalities and powers of darkness, will only see the blood in the name of Jesus. As we lift it up, we declare that only the blood will speak on our behalf. The blood is over our family. The blood is over my mind. The blood is over.
over my head. The blood takes preeminence. The blood is higher than any other thing that may come against me right now in the name of Jesus. When you lift this above your head, that means the first thing anything will see will receive the blood. So start to declare uh, the blood will speak on my heart. The prophetic word spoken over upon me will not be abated in the name of Jesus. And when you're ready, you may go ahead and take it. Can we all stand right now as I declare this upon our lives? Before we take it, let's just wait a bit, wait a bit, son. Just wait a bit, just wait a bit. Let's just wait a bit, wait a bit. When I say wait, just wait immediately. I declare over our lives in the name of Jesus that your prophetic word will unlock well-guarded secrets and treasures in the name of Jesus. Say this after me. Say my prophetic words will build invincible words. Say my prophetic word will give me stamina and strength to last the distance. Say in the name of Jesus, my confessions in the month of January and the month of June are underwritten by supernatural guarantees. Say I declare a continuum. I didn't hear say I declare a continuum of productivity throughout my life in the name of Jesus. Say cover letters of prophetic confessions will open doors for me in the name of Jesus. Say no evil will cause me to turn my back on my confessions. Say right now in the name of Jesus I pray that the effects of negative confessions are truncated by mercy in the name of Jesus. Say, I reject. I didn't hear say, I reject every hidden message of negativity. I break. I didn't hear say, I break every habit of self-criticism and accusation in the name of Jesus. Say, I repurpose my tongue for faithful and positive confessions say my tongue will bring life i didn't hear say my tongue will bring life and prosperity to my endeavors say my tongue will not truncate my destiny say my tongue will be prolific instruments of greatness say my tongue is a special weapon of deliverance and breakthrough say my voice ah come on say louder say my voice shatters the foundations of jericho say i reverse every cycle of stagnation and delay say right now my tongue rescues my endeavors from the brink of failure and defeat say my tongue refuels 
my prayer confessions this year. Say my tongue silence the voice of discouragement. Say my tongue accelerates the exit of every pharaoh in my life. Say my tongue this morning erases every scar that is threatening me in the name of Jesus. Say my tongue will change my environment to favor me in the name of Jesus. Say my tongue alters the atmosphere of my job, my home, my business, my health, my wealth, and my children. If you believe that, clap your hands and shout Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. Now all I want you to do is just lift your hands in adoration unto God. He is a good God. We thank you and we bless you. We glorify your name as we step into a new season. We step into a day and a time of greatness. We step into a time of goodness. And so in the name of Jesus, let your name be glorified. Let your name be magnified. Come on, with your tongue now, start to exalt the King of Kings. I can't do that for you now. Start to thank Him. Thank God you're not lonely. Thank God that you are holy. Thank God that He is faithful. Come on, let's do a practice of using our tongue and our lips to praise the Almighty God. Start to say, my tongue will glorify the name of Jesus. Come on, just use your tongue. It's not a song right now. It's just, it's just a tongue. It's just a tongue. Now start to use your tongue. Just use your tongue. Just start to, you know, you didn't come to church to look at what people are wearing. You didn't come to church to look at the next fashion in, in vogue. You came to church to give glory unto the almighty God. And maybe for a second you should just close your eyes where you are and lift your hands in voices unto God and say, God, I glorify your name. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm surely not where the devil wants me to be. I want to thank you because of what you were doing. Thank you for the goodness in my thank you for stepping in when everybody else steps out. Come on, glory Glorify the Lord that your children are whole. Your children are in the right place where they should be. They're not in a hospital, not banged up in the bed, not on a on a cold pavement uh, outside a nightclub. Thank God, because God has been good to us and faithful. So His name is worthy to be praised. We glorify you. We worship. We thank you, God. We praise your name, Jesus. We praise your name, oh God. We magnify the name of God because you are good. We praise you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You have done great things in our lives. Come on, you can do that all night. Say you have done bless. Come on, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Say you have done great things. Oh, 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 oh,
go straight into the scriptures. We've got a very few minutes right now. I'm just going to encourage you today and then we'll be able to move into the rest of the year for what God has planned for us. Can I remind us that there will be no Wednesday service, not this, uh, not this Wednesday. There won't be any Wednesday service uh, because I think many of us need a break. And because there's no Wednesday service, that means pastor is off limit for the week. Uh, so um, we just, just, just let's, let, let me get my breath and my strength back. Um, so no Wednesday service and then we'll meet again on Sunday and then we start our Wednesday service and kick started and then week after that next week not this week week after then we have a we'll have a service on Wednesday and then Friday and Saturday will be our, our marriage, marriage seminar or, um, or encouragement I will call it as uh, a transition it's going to be a great time so I want to remind all those who are married to make sure they block out those two days for impartation. Um, after a fast, that's the first thing God wants me to do. And so we're still in that mode in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm just, we're going to speak this morning on, five, we're going to round up with going the distance. Going the distance. And the, at the book of First Corinthians chapter 9, and verse 24 says, Do you not know that in a right race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize. You will receive the prize in the name of Jesus. He says, only one receives the prize. He says, so run that you may obtain it. And we've been teaching ourselves, what do you need to do to run to obtain? And in the whole month of June, we were running. We were running a race in fasting and in praying. And we spoke about three or four P's, I think. Uh, the first one is that for you to finish well, for you to run the race, for you to stay with God, for you to continue to even be a Christian, for you to be able to stay in faith, you've got to be able to know that there is a place of prayer. The place of prayer is very important. The second thing we spoke about, the ingredients or the tools to run the race is what I call the practice of devotion i call it the practice of devotion the third thing i spoke about the first p was what i called the what pasture of what patience the pastor of patience when you he lays me down in green pastures it's, it, the only people god can lay down in green pastures are those who totally trust and rely upon him the last p i spoke about was what the power of what Ah, uh, power of what? Oh, it's, it's even up there. You can't remember, but it's up there. It's, it's called the power of people. And today I want to talk about the product of praise. The product of praise. In the book of Matthew, chapter 2, and verse 5 to 6, I've got a short time to do this. Matthew, chapter 2, verse 5 to 6. They told him in Bethlehem, of Judah, for so it has been written by the prophets, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least amongst the rulers of Judah, for you, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd 
my people Israel. He said, this is a prophetic word from the book of Micah. He says, they told him in Bethlehem of Judah. Remember, I said this is a prophetic word which came to fulfillment. For it has been written by the prophet and you Bethlehem. So there was a prophetic word that went forth. It says, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are by no means, he started to say to him, you're not the least anymore. Because what, the reason why you're not the least is because from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people. Now I need to give you a theological background and then we go straight into it. And I've said this before, but I just want to remind us. The original name for Bethlehem in Judah appears to have been Ephratha. E-P-H-R-A-T-H. The literal meaning of Ephratha is called fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Genesis chapter 35 verse 19, it says, So Rachel died and she was buried on the way to Ephrathah, that is Bethlehem. Now let me say this, I've done a lot of research on this because there are two schools of thoughts. I just want to say this so that I can dis uh, 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 abuse the minds of the theologians who may be here that says that that, that was not actually the same Bethlehem Judah in which the lineage of Jesus came through. through. And that Bethlehem um, Judah uh, that Jesus came through was a name given to a person uh, and not a location or a city. However, the, if you juxtapose both your geological, theological uh, 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 thought process and you put that to the person's name, we are not, I'm not looking technically at a location, neither am I looking if it's assigned to a person, I'm actually looking at the meaning. Are you following what I'm saying? Because sometimes you actually give a geographical location a name of a person. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, because uh, most of these streets are actually named after a person. Are you following what I'm saying? So, the, the, there's a, there was a certain meaning or a certain uh, prosperity or a certain uh, achievement of the person that you kind of name it after the street. If you go to America, you will see Martin Luther King Drive. You would see different kinds of places that are named after a person. So, for, for, for my argument this morning, I'm not actually arguing about your geographical, theological location or your human location. I'm looking at what was the prophecy, the prophetic word. So, when we look at the prophetic word, it was actually talking about the location but it, it took the location actually from the name and so when you listen to the word Bethlehem the word Bethlehem actually means the house of bread Ephrathah means fruitfulness should we do that again Bethlehem means the house of what bread Ephrathah means what fruitfulness now, Judah means praise. So we've got three names we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with fruitfulness, we're dealing with praise, and we're dealing with bread. Do you understand that? I need to teach us this morning. Hence, the Bible says that in Bethlehem of Judah, which means that in the land of praise, Bethlehem is in Judah. 
That means in the land of praise, their bread comes from. You can't get bread if you're not in the land of praise. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, uh, he says, he, he says uh, if, you, if, you, if you go further on, you will find out that when we talk about the geographical location, uh, Bethlehem Judah was a small, insignificant town about five miles away from Jerusalem. When you visit Israel, you will find out. But Ruth and Naomi, if you, if you read the scripture, went to Bethlehem and it was there that Ruth married Boaz. In the book of Ruth, chapter 4, verse 11. All this is going to make sense now. In the book of Ruth, chapter 4, verse 11, the Bible says, Then the elders and all the people standing in the gate replied, We are witnesses. It's in, it's in my slide. We are witnesses. May the Lord make this woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, from whom all the nation of Israel descended. May you prosper in what? Ephrathah and be famous in what? Bethlehem. <laughs> Are you seeing the significance of those things? May you watch. May you prosper. I didn't hear you. He says, may you prosper in fruitfulness and may you be famous with bread. Are you hearing? All this in the land of Judah. Now, the Bethlehem of Judah was small and insignificant. And that's the reason why when we tell people praise sometimes looks insignificant but produces great things. Because out of Judah came two of the greatest kings we have ever seen in this world and may ever see. Uh, and the first one that, that we will never even see, the first one was David and the second one was Jesus. Coming out of a small, insignificant country, insignificant town. Praise came out of there. So, praise sometimes look insignificant. And that's the reason why many churches, they would rather spend much time on announcements than in praise and worship. That's the reason why when you walk into church and you miss praise and worship, you've missed what you need to give unto God. Mm-hmm. Some people didn't care me at the back or right, right up top. Well, let, let me say this again. Uh, give me some bit of volume so people can hear me. Uh, when you miss praise and worship, you've only just come again to just get from God. You haven't attended church. Because church is not a fashion parade. It's not a, a social club. It's a place where the Bible says we, we come into your household to worship you in your tabernacle. And the only thing that you see in the temple in those days were actually people who were giving sacrifice unto God. You don't go into the temple in those days and I see it even in our church where, 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 where the service is going and people are taking their mirror and checking themselves. I'm like, girl, are you serious? 
Is, are, are you really, really, really serious? Because in those days, when you come before God, your, your whole being, your family, everything within you is giving praise unto God. The announcements are irrelevant. It's, it, the, the, all that is irrelevant. Prayer sometimes is irrelevant because the only thing that you're giving unto God in a service is your praise, is your tongue, is your worship unto God. And it is in that land of praise and of worship comes fruitfulness and bread. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? And although it looks insignificant, but out of what is insignificant comes something that is significant. It's sometimes the most thing we do less, and it's also the most thing we ignore. Now let me, go, let me take you back a bit. We know that from Genesis chapter 29, let's find out where the word Judah came from. In Genesis 29, we know that Leah, after her fourth son, was born, she named him Judah. Judah means, she said, she chooses to praise the Lord. She knew that Jacob did not love her. She knew Jacob did not love her. And in spite of the fact that she had born three sons to Jacob, she knew he still didn't love her. At some point, between the third and the fourth son, she decided not to lament Jacob's lack of love for her, but this time she said, I will praise you. Genesis 29.35 says, this time I will praise. It is from this passage that we derived the name of Judah. So we've got three names we're playing with. Judah, Bethlehem, Ephrathah. And, 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 and then when you read further on in the book of Genesis, uh, and maybe we could go there, maybe you can help me put it up. In Genesis chapter 49, we can now start to see what praise, the product of praise. In Genesis chapter 49, and from verse 8 to 10, he says, uh, from verse 8 please, uh, he, uh, he says, Judah, this is Jacob prophesying. He says, praise Judah. You are the one whom your brothers shall praise. Are you following? He says, you are the one whom your brothers shall praise. This is the product of praise. He says, as you continue to praise God, your hands shall be on the neck of your enemies. He says, your father's son shall also bow down to you. He says, Judah, listen, as you praise God, you are like a lion's cub. With the prey, my son, you have gone up high in the mountain. You stooped down. He crouched like a lion. And like a lioness, who dares to provoke him and rouse him? It means you're in a place of rest. When you start to praise God, no one can arouse, no one can move you. The devil cannot come against you because you are in that place of rest. Can you see the product? Verse 10. He says, now, when you start to praise me, he says, the scepter of leadership shall not depart from your praise. 
He says, nor the ruler's staff from between your feet until Shiloh. Shiloh means the peace, the peaceful one comes to whom he belongs. He says, unto him shall the obedience of his people be. So, God was saying one thing, to, these are the products of praise. The first thing is that you will be like a lion. You will be resting in your place. And where as a lion, you will not lack nothing to eat because you are the king of the jungle. That the product of praise means that you will become restful and then you will become fruitful. Are you following what I'm saying? And then you will be protected because when you start to praise him, no one can come to you. And then above all, wherever you go, because of your praise, you will always be the head and not the tail because it is a, it's a prophecy that will come to pass. Years and years and decades and decades and decades and decades and decades later on, thousands of years later on, the prophecy of praise came to pass because when there was going to be a great king in Israel, it came from Bethlehem, Judah, product of praise. When God decided his son Jesus is going to come, it came from the product of praise. It came from Jesus, the lineage of Jesus, which means no matter what comes against you, when praise is lifted up, there must be bread, there must be fruitfulness, there must be leadership. Ah... And until you know that, you will not know how to praise him. This is not a Pentecostal message. It is a biblical message. That's what praise will do. Praise will put you in leadership. It will put you in better stead. So all of the things that I need to encourage us is that sometimes, oh God, let me, let me give you points. One point on this is, ladies and gentlemen, Please, learn to praise him amongst the gods. What did I say? Learn to praise him amongst the gods. The product of praise must allow you to learn to praise him amongst the gods. Someone changed my slide because the gods there was a small g. Learn to praise him amongst the gods. Small g. Listen, in the book of Exodus, chapter 15, verse 11, you did a better slide than I did, actually. That, 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 that was way better than mine, but put a small g there. Uh, in Exodus, chapter 15, now you could see what I'm saying. He says, who, someone shout this loud. Who what? No, 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 no. Don't, don't read it. Read it as if you're addressing God. Okay, ready, steady, go. Who is like the what? Glorious and fearful in complaining? Fearful in prayer? Fearful in murmuring? He is fearful in what? Pray. What does he do? Doing wonders. The, 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 the way they read this scripture was not the way you read it. The, it's, it's, it's kind of the man got to a place that says, Ha ha ha! Who is like unto thee, O Lord? He must have stood in the midst of difficulty and says, Who is like unto thee? I'm not sure you've ever met someone in a fight before. And he says, Come and do your worst. You understand? Is that all you've got? I, 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 is, that, is that all you can do? That You know what? Today, I will give your head to the birds of the air. Why? Because he knew that there is a God amongst the God. He says, who is like 
come to thee, O Lord, amongst the gods. So there are gods, but who is like thee? Why the difference between God and other gods is that my God is glorious in holiness and fearful in praises. So when praise goes up, fear goes into the camps of the other gods. When praise goes up, fear goes into the into the camp of the enemy. He says, doing wonders. That's my God. Now for some of you who are wondering, who are the other gods? Money? Who are the other gods? Problems? Who are the other gods? People? Who are the other gods? Relationships? Who are the other gods? Mammon? These are gods that compete against your God. And he's saying that if there's going to be fruitfulness, ah, Jesus, if there's going to be bread, if there's going to be productivity, you have got to learn that all that comes in the land of praise. Is someone hearing what I'm saying? So when the devil comes around you, it is either he squeezes you out of praise or he squeezes praise out of you. We can either praise the other gods for what they are doing or we praise God for what he will do. Praise is an invitation that God can never turn down. There is only one place where God can turn it down. When we pray, when we pray, the Bible says, be careful so you do not pray what? Amiss. I have never seen anywhere in the Bible that he says, be careful when you praise because you can praise amiss. Because no one prays in the wrong way because when you start to praise God, God says land will start to manifest on your behalf. When you start to praise God, there is no mistake in my praising God because that's a vocabulary that God does not ignore. He says, every time praises rises to God, God steps in. Now, the thing which the devil thinks is good enough reason for you not to praise God, let it be the very reason for which you should praise him. Because it is time to give him a chance to handle the situation. He's saying to you, Sometimes we have cried enough. Now it's time to praise him enough. The, the, the Bible says, when you look at the book of Ruth, the Bible says, Naomi and Elimelech, they left Bethlehem, Judah. Because there was a famine. So, this is Bethlehem, Judah. This is Naomi and Elimelech. Uh, Naomi and Elimelech, found out there were no flowers anymore. There was no food anymore. So God, I don't understand why you should say I should praise you when there's no manifestation. And so they left the place called Bethlehem, Judah. But remember, what is the, what is the meaning of Bethlehem? What's the meaning of Judah? So in the land of praise, there is bread, but there was famine. And so Naomi and Elimelech says, I'm sure something is wrong here. 
they left the place of praise and they went into the land of Moab. And I've said this before. They walked into the land of Moab and it looked like things were working right. <laughs> May you never make a decision to stop praising God. Ah, wow, Naomi, and then wow, Naomi was away from praise. The Lord visited praise with bread. Mm. Did you did you see that? And, And sometimes we miss God because we allow other gods, small g, to dictate where we're going. Elimelech and Naomi were here in the place in the place. Of in the in Judah in the land of Judah in the place of bread, but another God was more in court powerful than the God they served. They didn't learn how to praise God more above other gods and the God of Mammon, the God of food, the God of money started to love them, so they left the God. And they moved into the land of Moab. But let me say this to you. If anyone is following what I'm saying. Did you read in the Bible that everybody left? Only Naomi and Elimelech. And then the Bible says, Naomi now heard that God, there will be a visitation in your life in the name of Jesus. Naomi heard uh, that God has visited them with bread. Uh, but she was away from the place of bread because there were other gods that were more, looked more, and appeared more profitable than the God of praise. And that's the reason why many of us would deny praising God just for a man. Many people are not in church right now because they're shocked up with a man who says, why are you going to church? Uh, I'm saying that because they will hear the tape later. I'm not talking about you who are in church. You know, many of you are still thinking, uh, when I get home, I have to apologize to that guy or to that girl because I went to church. You have no idea. You need to ditch the fool sometimes and get on to God who is full of glory, honor, and praise. Because sometimes they will hear when you stay in that place of praise that God has visited you. Even if they ditch you, God will still visit you. Even if they leave you alone, God will still visit you. Because the land where you're standing on is a land of fruitfulness and a land that provides bread. They will come and celebrate for you. Weeping can persist through the night, but you know what? Joy comes in the morning. I will still praise you. Who is like unto my God? Who is like unto my God? Many people need to be angry with the devil and say, who is like unto my God? Who is like unto my God? I may not have a child right now, but who is like unto my God? My child may not be in the school I want them to be. Who is like unto my God? There may not be money enough, but who is like unto my God? I may not have a girlfriend or a boyfriend right now, but who is like unto my God? I know my God is awesome. I would rather make the devil mad than the devil make me mad. And so the psalmist says in verse chapter 67, 5 to 6, he says, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all, not some, let all the people praise thee. 
Can you see this again? Then the earth shall yield her increase. And God, even our God, shall bless us. Bethlehem, the house of bread. It was the city of Bethlehem that Naomi would find the best of God's provision. It is in that place of praise that the best of God came to her. I'm not preaching it for a message. I'm encouraging you that praise is great. It will make you last the distance because there's products that come from praise. Number two and finally, learn to praise him. First one was amongst the what? God. And learn to praise him amongst the promise. Now this is where I can turn praise on someone's head right now. Bethlehem, Judah is a city of fulfilled prophecy. Let me teach a bit this morning. Bethlehem, Judah is a city of fulfilled prophecy. So regardless of what happens to you, you must act your promise into existence. Praise does not focus on what is happening right now. It is focusing on God's faithfulness. It's focusing on the efficacy of scriptures. It is focusing on the integrity of God. It is focusing on the insight that you have received. And this is what makes praise endless. Praise does not focus on what is happening right now. In Second Chronicles chapter 21 to 22, it's the story of Jeho- Jehoshaphat when the whole army of the Moabites and the Ammonites came about him. And when they described the situation, they said the armies of the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Mahukites, they were like sands of the sea. Have you ever, have you ever watched um, Games of Thrones? No, okay. Uh, don't watch it then. Uh, but there was a series in the last series of Games of Thrones that there was this, they call them night walkers or something like that. Were they night walkers? These ugly looking stuff like that. And you know what? When you kill one, somehow, somehow, they just regenerate, they just come back again. And then they showed a scene where these ugly looking night you're all looking at me as if you don't watch it. You watch it. Don't, don't, don't look at me like, no, Pastor, Pastor. Now, I watch it for spiritual... Uh, uh. That's why I'm teaching you from it now. Uh, uh, uh. While you're watching it, I'm, ah, I'm watching oh, this is This is a spiritual battle. This is what happens in the spiritual realm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh. My wife is looking at me like, what is this saying? She doesn't watch TV, so it's so, so, so alright. But, you, when you see the... Pastor Ife will know better than me. The scenography of it, it, it was like they used a kind of aerial camera or something. And you just see all these funny looking dirty stuff all over the place. They were like millions. That's exactly 
how Jehoshaphat felt. Here they were, maybe a few hundred thousands going against millions. And he asked the question, ha, ha, what are we going to do? And God says, appoint singers. <laughs> That's why singers are important in worship tabernacle. The name worship tabernacle wasn't just picked out from anywhere. It's from the scriptures. We will worship at, in his tabernacle, at his footstool. He said, appoint singers. And let the singers not sing that our God is awesome, alone. Let's praise him for the beauty of his holiness. I have been in churches where they will say, let's do a praise session. Because while you're praising him, the blessings will start to come down. I have no problems with that. But the real essence of praise is not as another prayer point. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, they will say, the more you dance, the more the blessing comes. I have no problem with that. But I would rather teach you that you need to learn how to dance because of the promise. Not really because of what you're going through. It's like God, I'm going to put my praise first. And then you handle the battle. I'm not praising you because I want you to win the battle. I'm praising you because you are Lord over the battle. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, so, so when I'm in trouble, the first thing that should come to my mind is not to seek a pastor. The first thing that should come to my mind is not to seek a friend. The first thing that should come to my mind is not to go on a fast, which many people do. That when they're going through problems, the first thing they do is they go in the fast. The first thing that's supposed to come from my mouth, the first thing I need to start to learn is to lift up my voice and say, Who is like unto thee, oh my God? Praise! Supposed to go forward. And then the armies come afterwards because there is a promise. Before we do battle, put praise first. They were not praising to get victory. They were praising because the victory had already been promised. I don't want you to praise this morning because it's done. I want you to praise for the whole month of June. On deposits morning and evening of the goodness, the validity, and the efficacy of God's promise to us. Don't praise Him because you're trying to coerce God. God inhabits the praises of His people. Their praise was an affirmation that they believed God would do what He says. Praise is the act activating element that brings the promise to life. God promised victory to Judah. It was as good as done. But it was not until their praises started that the victory started to consummate and that the promise was consummated. Many people want manifestation before adoration. And we have to learn to adore him before there is a manifestation. 
And that's the reason why this generation are so selfish. Because they will only serve you for what they can get from you. And we now approach God in the same manner in that unless he does this, that's why I can serve him. So I cannot be an usher unless God sorts out my bill. I need to take time out of ministry because I am going through stuff. And God is saying that's not the way I work. I allow you to be a Paul and Silas in the prison. It's not that you did anything wrong because you're in prison. It is because there's another level of the manifestation of my glory and when Paul and Silas was in prison the Bible said that they prayed I'm sure Paul says Silas I think we've done enough praying maybe we should switch to praise right now because we prayed this morning nothing has happened maybe let's give praise unto God and the Bible didn't say they heard them when they prayed the Bible says they heard them when they started to praise and then the whole jail started to shake is there anyone here this morning who you have walked into this place and you didn't feel like coming to church but you are in church right now and God says before I begin to act you must let I didn't say praise him I said learn to praise him amongst the problems learn to praise him amongst the God are you ready for me learn to praise him amongst the promise are you ready for me learn to praise him when things are not going right I didn't say it will be natural I did say you're going to have to change from the natural into the supernatural where you will learn to praise him because I don't feel like it you're sitting beside someone who may be going through some tough times they don't feel like praising him but sometimes your praise will make someone else praise God the way you praise him may make someone else shout unto God the way you praise him may become infectious you may be a healing for someone you may be a deliverance for someone you may be a witness for someone God says when you praise him I inhabit the praise of his people stand up for a second we want to praise you've been listening to Ty Adeshugba pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church we hope you enjoyed this message For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London Thank you for listening.